Good day, friends. Welcome to the Swimming in the Ocean of Consciousness podcast. I'm your host, Elcio Eber, transformational author, speaker, and life coach. Allow me to be a guide as you discover your higher self and your magic within. Good day, Kirti. Welcome back to Swimming in the Ocean of Consciousness. And I'm so happy to have you back after such a great last episode where we ended really on talking of the, the flow of life and then how we can allow it to flow to us and not have limitations. And with that, I'd like to give you back the control and see if there's points you'd like to bring forward or have a discussion on. It's been wonderful that we have been able to connect and talk about a lot of topics. I would like to discuss about the flip side where... It's believed that being too feminist is not beneficial to the society. How do we wrap our brains around that? Can you explain a bit more when you say too feminist? Are you talking women or men being feminist or just the culture itself becoming too feminist? Sort of women talking about their rights and being viewed by men as if, why do you always have to talk about yourself? Why do you always have to be so feminist? Yeah, I understand now what you're saying. My perspective on this is, is that there must be a balance. It is necessary for conversation to happen. I think it is necessary for the women to have a voice, and especially if they can find a common resonance frequency that they can then come together to have a singular voice from a singular place of the biological sense of what they are. That should not be taken away. I think what happens is... Again, the men feel a bit out of place when that happens because they, they're not mature enough within themselves and known enough of themselves as male species or as a man. If you ask any man that will beat his chest and try to be the head or leader of a household, if you ask any of them that will try to lead governments and nations and militaries, what is a man? What is the construct of man? They won't know how to answer that question. They won't know what to tell you besides, I am stronger than you. I, I am more dominant. That makes me a man. And so that's what I'm saying is lacking and it's sad because they know of their brutality. They know of their strengths. They know how to dominate and how to create pain and how to hurt, but they don't know who, really who they are. And that's the difficult thing. And what happens is somehow as much pain or hurt as a woman goes through, she still is able to connect to the divine source. And she knows, sometimes not accurately, but she knows of herself. There's a sense of self that is always present with a female. That is not quite present with a male. It has to do sometimes with a male not wanting to feel feminine, like you said. Men feel they shouldn't have to feel certain things that women feel, or they shouldn't have to feel emotions that would make them feel less macho, less mature, less dominant, because they feel to have affection and to feel empathy and compassion is a weakness instead of a strength. Yeah, I get that point. I believe there can be a balance between women having a voice, women seeking to, to discover themselves and to find that purpose and that place in the world, being balanced with the men trying to do the same work and for the singular purpose of a better family, a better home, a better society, a better culture that is different off of, like you said, the hundreds of years of baggage that we bring over, we can feel our way through this. We can feel a new direction from source. We can ask, what is our purpose? What is our intention to move forward from where we are now? We have technology. We have access to things that would make it easier for us to be able to make this leap. 
And mm-hmm. those are the things we need to be brave in. But I don't feel that that right should be taken away from women. I feel if men can be brave enough, they can join the women in the discovery. And that's the kind of work that I like to do. It like that's why I call it the self transformational process because you'd never be too man enough to to understand that some part of the DNA code still has feminine within it. And that means we have the ability to feel like women. We just have that extra part to be conscious mm-hmm. of and spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why women... I, I always like to believe, and this is from a quotation that I saw from a famous music director in India, uh, A.R. Rahman, is now worldwide famous. He was asked, what are the most important days in a person's life? So he said, there are two days. One, the day you're born. The second, the day you realize why you're born. So I think irrespective of who you are, male or female, the whole purpose of your life is to know why you're here. In that quest for why, all these feminism or machoism or whatever, they are just noise. But what to do? We live in that real world. The twist of it really is is that all of that only exists in the physical. But see, we as a being, and this is what I try touching in the book that I'm releasing, is that even in a single moment that we are, we are much more than we are in the physical. So there's a physical aspect to us. There is a mental composite that we are, the mind. And then there's the heart or the emotional wave. And then there is the, the sense of consciousness or spirit that is connected to source. So in each of those four bodies, we are one. So when men have a physical life experience and trying to think they are a dominant species, and sometimes they have these softer feelings inside, it's coming from the emotional self that they are. They're just now afraid to close their eyes and go into that self and experience it and to feel it. And so they associate it with a feminine energy of being homosexual or something. They're feeling something that's softer, that's more intimate, that's more kinder. And that makes men feel weird. And so then they quickly shift from a mental perspective to one of dominion or the rejection of those feelings. And what happens is there needs to be a nurturing of life where we discover to experience and feelings all of the aspects of our being, from the mental, the physical, the emotional, and the conscious part that we build those bridges in our hearts and in our cells so that we can then give it to our children. We can then give it, bring it into the home and the family. And then from there we share it with society, but that's how we grow as a better conscious, compassionate, loving people from hatred, anger, and inequality between male and females. Yeah. It's you an ideal world that we would all want to be a part of. I cannot agree with you any less. <laughs> No, and that's the hard part is because, you know, the reality is it's not really, a, it sounds utopian, but really it is possible. But the question is why the barriers that comes up in people's hearts and then one becomes millions and that becomes a society and that becomes a country and that becomes a globe. Look at it this way, Kriti. I always ask the question, how can we be here pushing technology to its boundaries and trying to make leaps from the moon to Mars and we can't even bring balance within the world that we live in. There's still so much wrong with society and us, but yet we're trying to make this great leap forward that I think we should be making it as a sphere, as a one body of people from the earth, making this decision to move forward. But because we don't have that connection, we don't have the emotional maturity, we don't have it as a, a people. You know, so India isn't really in alignment with China and America and Europe and Africa and, and South America. 
as a people of the world, some feel it to be superior and some feel it's okay to leave people into poverty and despair. And then those people in poverty and despair develop this victim mentality and then waiting for someone else to be your savior. But then realizing we all have the same spark of life within us. And so how, how can we be trying to move forward if we can't make that happen for ourselves? And that's the same smaller micro decision or conversation where is how can a community, a village or society affect the family of one, one male, one female and their family? And how does that relate to how the parents choose to be with the child? We, we need to have union. We need to have togetherness to be able to have harmony within the house, harmony within the culture, harmony within the village, harmony within the culture of the society that we are. I think it's possible. I just think it's an uncomfortable conversation and it's an uncomfortable emotion for people who are not free to feel from the heart. Yeah, it's definitely an uncomfortable conversation that I've seen it very closely. And again, it brings me back to the point where I had mentioned that the rules of having a harmonious house is defined by patriarchy. So if the rules are already defined, the females are... But they're not a part of the, the creative process of the rules of the house. Uh, the household is defined for them by the... No, I mean, there is a glass ceiling over there. So they are defining the rules, but they take the smaller decisions. I see, I see. In most cases, where would you be living so that the man is earning is a decision that the male is taking, right? The female would then subsequently if she's a working female, would find a workplace suitable in that particular location, right? I see. Yeah, it's a subsequent decision. So if you want to get into that discussion, it goes back to the point of adjustment. If you want to get to that discussion where, hey, but this is not the place where I'm able to find an appropriate job or work for me, then you're opening up another Pandora's box and it's an uncomfortable communication. So then you start thinking, let me find a a job which is maybe not that lucrative or maybe not that high paying or whatever. And let me find something over here itself. That's how you start making adjustments. I get it. I understand what you're saying. Especially as you're saying, it's the the woman that usually has to make that compromise. The man won't usually adapt a budge necessarily. It would always be the woman that has to make the the adjustment for the family's best interest or something. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say the rules are sort of being defined by the male in the family. This is how we are supposed to live so that it's a harmonious family. You know why? Probably if you start getting into the discussion of creating rules, it's again opening a Pandora's box. So why not just copy paste it? Why not just use the template? Yeah. But, you know, at some point, again, this is why I think history extends itself over and over. One generation will have to stop and ask these difficult questions or go through that little bit of struggle to get that type of equality conversation happening. And because even if it's just a small conversation, it brings in the hearts of men the idea that it could be different and maybe they can find it in, in their compassion itself to look at their partners, look at their women, look at their daughters a little differently and see how how and who they are and how and who they choose to be affects their wives, affects their family, affects their children. Because that, to me, then is the responsibility and the accountability of being the head of the household, the head of the family or the controlling decision maker uh, as it comes down to whether it becomes the female or the male. It becomes a responsibility and an accountability for that, those under your umbrella. But no, I, I totally now get a better sense from 
the first interview we did in the first episode when you guys spoke of the balance of adjusting and adapting from there as well as now better understand what you mean when you ask the rights of a woman. Kizzy, do you see this as something that is spread all over India, from north, south, Mumbai, different places? It, it ends up being where the women are all having these types of difficulties? Probably the north is, is more affected. I've seen south being more liberated. I don't belong to the south. I've lived there for, for a few years, so I can speak more of the north. There's a lot of cultural difference, so I cannot speak of the south very well. You'll have to talk to somebody who's grown up there and would be a better representative. In the north, yes. In the east, yes. Uh, Mumbai is is more metro. So Mumbai doesn't subscribe, I would say, to such kind of thought process. But then there are other parameters also. I mean, if you look into lower economic backgrounds, it's a different equation altogether. Like I mentioned, abuse is very normal. Yeah. Uh, not just abuse, maybe physical abuse is also normal. Without the subjection then of the females in that lower class, because then not only subjection, but their worth. The value of the female then is looked at differently. And I think that's the, the sad part of it. And that's why I was trying to say the women should be praised and loved and it's a gift from creation. But instead they become subjected to these types of experiences. The, the reality is very, 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 very dark. And isn't it so sad? The flip side of it is very, very dark. And that's why I said, if we're brave enough and able to have these conversations in earnest, anyone that you can share it with that would hear it will hopefully will help to bring some light and some different spectrum. But we are aware of the, the, the reality on the ground. And that's why I said, we know it takes some time for people to shift and change and get it in their hearts and then effectively change that into the light bulbs and the lifestyle and the maturity of their, their hearts and their, their minds and, and processing information. And I think that's what, when you talk of the mates and your, your mates' kids and the work you do there, for me, learning to read and write is so essential because it helps them to learn to comprehend. And the comprehension is so important. It becomes comprehending what the physical world is telling the mind, how the mind processes that, and then what the heart is actually feeling because of the physical right. experiences in the world. And then can you comprehend what that is emotionally? That these are what I call it swimming in the ocean of consciousness and depths within we go into it. And that's what's so hard for so many people. They just, they're afraid to go into that swim into the ocean of consciousness. So they stay in the physical and, they, and there is where all these doubts and victimization and all these things happen. But those are conversation of depths. And I think it's important for the comprehension of man to see beyond himself and to see beyond what they think is a path versus really looking at their partners and looking at their sisters and looking at their mothers and looking at their daughters and, and seeing from an emotional perspective how and where their responsibility and accountability to be the best man that they can be. Because that's the purpose of man is to be that guiding light for the female species. And I think in, in that perspective and in that context, she can be more. She can then, you know, mm -hmm. really shine to be what she needs to be. And I think that's the balance that I speak of between harmony and balance without uh, the uh, marriage paper, but just more a union in, in the eyes of God. And we live, we live up to it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel getting married in India, marriage is looked at as, okay, so now you're married. So now you can start attending other functions. You follow certain traditions, certain festivals that you celebrate. So it's just a license to start doing all these things. Oh, I see. When you say the male have to start living beyond the physical, that's so true. Because if you're just believing that being married is getting you to enjoy all these functions, festivals, traditions, culture, 
you're emphasizing the fact that you want to continue to live in the physical. Yeah, the most difficult thing is to exist in the physical, but then to be liberated in the mental and then to become more attuned in the spirit, the emotional or the heart. Because we could feel then, but then to be balanced with what we feel and not to become overwhelmed by emotions that the body is able to sense. Because then the maturity there is that we sense and feel more than we touch. That is the reality of the awakening then that you are more than your five senses. There is another level of tuning that we have that we are able to, to adapt to frequencies that we are around us all the time. And those are the feelings that make men scared to stop for a moment and to experience them because then they feel they are out of their context or out of the domination of I am man, I beat my chest, hur, 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 hit me more, versus mm-hmm. saying, no, I'm feeling this and what does this feeling mean? And why do I feel such sensual heart feelings? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a, a real man can feel passion and sensuality and orgasmic feelings while still being just a man. And it's, you don't lose anything because that now allows you to hold your, your kids and to hold your wife in an embrace and not see her as an object, but truly then hear her heart beating and to hear the, her, her mind as it's on your chest and to just share and embrace with someone that feeling it as a different person. You can feel who she is versus just a cold body that you're hugging and holding and just looking at her as an object because then you don't feel her. You only see her. You only touch her. Yeah. Kitty, it was very nice having you on Swimming in the Ocean of Consciousness and I'm so happy we were able to explore over a couple episodes to really open the light to the topics that are close to you and the women in India and for me to be able to have this conversation from my perspective and to be able to hopefully help uh, shed some light into how I feel men can become or can associate better with women for a better, more harmonious home and culture and society. So once again, thank you for joining us on Swimming Ocean of Consciousness. And I do look forward to maybe having you once more as a guest. Thank you, Elcio. It was wonderful getting to know about your work, your thoughts, and I hope we can move towards a better society and greater goodness. Yes, sometimes the smallest movement creates the bigger ripples and it just begins with the conversation we are having. Hopefully it will reach the right people and it will start to bring questions to the heart that will create a seeking of the knowing. Great, great. Have a great weekend, Kirti, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, you too. Have a great weekend. Greetings, friends, and welcome to Swimming in the Ocean of Consciousness Guided Meditation Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Elcio Abadex, and I welcome you. Please take a moment to make sure you're in a quiet space, sitting in a very calm and comfortable position. I would like to give you a moment to clear your mind and focus on your breathing as we enter into the waters of consciousness. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. As you're focusing and finding yourself in a very self-aware conscious space, I'd like to remind you that you are love. 
you are light you are life extended across space and time and you have purpose we all have purpose my role is just to guide you in finding your purpose that you may shine bright as your own lighthouse of power please allow me to use this moment to introduce our singing bowl and welcome in the spirits Blessings to you and welcome. Today, I would like to discuss with you the topic of loving kindness for self and determining your self-worth. Make sure that we're comfortable and get our breathing in alignment with our focus on self with our focus on love and kindness and reflection to your heart and with our focus on discovering of your value and your word and your purpose through this guided meditation. Sometimes it happens when you least expect it. You open your eyes and in one single moment you are conscious of your true self. That deeper self that exists beyond the body, the thoughts of the mind, and the essence of the spirit. This is your connection to source, and this is the conscious ocean that we speak. Please close your eyes and allow the stream of life to flow within. There is nothing nor anyone left in this world. Breathe in and breathe out. Now is the time to allow the blending of self for you to tap into your stream of consciousness. Your stream that flows from source to your heart and from your heart to your mind, from your mind to your body, and from your body you reflect outwards to the world all that you are in the essence of spirit and self and source. Breathe in and breathe out. Space of time to touch the mind of man and to become dreams and aspirations and motivation to aspire to be more than the sum of your memories, to become more than the weight that is on your heart. It must wear your heart to the feather of truth. Strive to evolve beyond the body, to evolve beyond the mind, that you may become beings of light that resonates the sound of the heart, the sound of lights away with the love of the source that flows from the eternal body of water across the night sky into your heart, into your mind, into your body, into your experience. You are love, you are light, and you are a resonant sound.
This too is a process that begins with the mind, that begins with the heart, that begins with the breath, that begins with the life energy, the body, the spirit, the soul, or the source to your higher self and to your inner guide as you discover your true self and your true purpose. Breathe in and breathe out. This is what we call focalized points of attraction. Your mind is now focused on your purpose, on loving kindness for yourself, and on determining your self-worth. Turn your love light inward. Allow all that you are to heal your heart, to heal your mind. Begin a relationship with self. This is necessary step in the process for one seeking to journey across the lake, across the bodies of water, and into the oceans of consciousness. For one who is ready and willing to transform, to transcend, to go beyond from within and then left that light shine through and forth as self you are. Know your worth, know your value. You are love, you are light. This happens by crossing the waters of her, the essence of creation, the reflection of spirit. That space between the mind, that space between the heart, is where you will find who you are, what you are made of. That is the quest of the soul, through the heart and the mind, to the vortex of creation, through the ocean of consciousness, to truly come into alignment, into attunement with yourself and the resonant sound, your own frequencies, your own ability. comprehend and understand the beating of your heart, the beating of your mind, your frequency of love, your frequency of light, your purpose, your source. The process for this is known as the three tiers of self, the three levels of virtue, the stillness, the poetry, and the passion. For life is connected, life is blended from that stillness of the mind, that focus, that spiritual sense of self, to the poetry, the dance of the heart, the beating of the one, the two, the movements of the feet and the body, and the dance of life, the passion of the breath, the sweating. This is the life. This is the experience. Ignite the life energy. Ignite the energy body that is within. This is a connection that is sourceful. This is a connection that is necessary once your inner guide connection to establish yourself and your connection of self. You will have to learn how to regulate your breathing and circulate your life energy as you develop a fierce yet a focused mind, a consistent and rhythmic heart, one that can keep a tempo. Keep a rhythm. This, my friends, this is your loving kindness experience. This is where you discover who you are. This is where you find your value, your worth of self. And I bless you, and I am with you on your journey.
Please allow me to close this meditation by ringing in the resonant sound of the four corners. May you find your way, may your journey be true, and may you find joy and happiness in all that you do. I wish you well, my friends, and a blessed day to you, the tenth my friend. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Swimming in the Ocean of Consciousness podcast. It was truly a pleasure to be your guide. Please do join us next time for another eye-opening episode. Until then, please remember to thread water lightly and always be kind and loving to self.